Chapter 11, The End of the Year The rest of November was pretty uneventful. I received many, many compliments about my appearance on the Boomer and Carton Show. Al Dukes emailed me the next day and thanked me, telling me how much everyone enjoyed it. We took pictures after the show that became available online through the CBS website. Let me reiterate that everyone on the show treated me wonderfully. I was able to procure a video of the show from the people at MSG that is viewable on YouTube. Go to Eric Kyle, Boomer, and Carton. The Monday before Thanksgiving, about 9.30 in the morning, my cell phone rang. I didn't recognize the number, so I let it go to voicemail. It was my first probation officer. Officer Shannon wanted me to call her back when I got the message, so I did, immediately. We set up an appointment for the following Monday morning after Thanksgiving weekend. It was for an evaluation and explanation of probation. Thanksgiving arrived, and I made the mistake of spending it at my parents' house with my sister's family. My sister decided to take her family to the parade in the city. I got stuck cooking the turkey. We were supposed to eat at 4 p.m. Naturally, she didn't show up till about 5.30, and because her lateness threw my father's schedule off, he got sick. The caretaker was upset, and as usual was constantly complaining about my sister, never to her face, mind you, always behind her back. My sister's family left about a quarter to eight, and I was going to leave soon after. Mary was going to pick me up and drive me back to Babylon. I had a few drinks, and I knew it would be at least drinking wine, so I had made prior arrangements. About 15 or 20 minutes after my sister left, my father became very pale. He went into the bathroom and began vomiting. I followed him in, and he told me he was dizzy. So I walked him into his bedroom, helped him change, and got him into bed. I decided to spend the night. I called Mary, told her Grandpa was not feeling well, and she didn't have to worry about coming to get me. Nellie, the caretaker, seemed happy. I was staying. I decided to sleep upstairs in the spare bedroom with the big king-size bed rather than room my back on the futon in the basement. The spare room upstairs is across the hall from Nellie's room. I explained to Nellie about the futon and the fact that we would be on the same floor, but it didn't seem to bother her at all. I slept like a baby. My father slept all night without incident. The next morning he was up bright and early and didn't remember a fucking thing. Didn't remember Thanksgiving, didn't remember my sister being there, and didn't remember puking his guts out. About one week later, I got a message from Janice's husband, Nick. He tells me that Nellie was upset about my sleeping upstairs. I couldn't believe it. So the next day, I went over to my father's house and approached Nellie about it. She said it didn't bother her at all. So I called my sister. I left her a voicemail on her cell phone. That night, I get a text from Nick, and we start going back and forth. He tells me my father wasn't sick. I tell him he was. Next, I get a text from Janice. We start going back and forth. And when I explain how uncomfortable the futon was on my back, she tells me I should have slept on the floor. I couldn't believe it. This was the beginning of a complete schism in our relationship. As Christmas approached, plans for us getting together were muddled. And, to be perfectly frank, I really didn't want to be around her. However, because my girls enjoyed seeing their cousins, I was willing to suck it up. Then a strange thing happened. For 25 years, even when I was married, Christmas Eve was spent with my family. That was what my mother had always wanted. We would either have it at my mother's house, my house, or at my sister's house. 
My sister Donna, because she lived in Massachusetts, usually came down to spend it with us. Then Christmas Day was spent with the opposite family. After my wife and I separated, we agreed that Christmas Eve would be spent with my family and Christmas Day would be spent with her family. It worked out well. This year, all of a sudden, the plans changed. It became the opposite, and I wasn't that unhappy. So I spent a quiet Christmas Eve with my two daughters. They came over, we exchanged gifts, we watched the Giants beat the Jets on their way to their second improbable Super Bowl victory, went to church, and I took them out to dinner. They seemed to enjoy it. The town of Babylon was decorated, the church service was beautiful, and the Italian food was great. We got done about 10.30 p.m., they drove so I could enjoy a few cocktails, and it turned out to be a quiet, peaceful evening. The girls spent Christmas Day with their mom. I saw my parents in the morning, and I spent a very enjoyable Christmas Day at my cousin Danielle's house with Louis and the rest of my cousins. My cousin Danielle is the best, a beautiful person both inside and out. For some reason, we always had a special bond. And I think if there is such a thing as a previous life, we had a relationship. A few days later, just before New Year's Eve, I saw Mary. She seemed upset, cold, and kind of distant. At first, she told me nothing was wrong. But after my continuous prodding, I finally got her to open up. She told me that my sister Janice told her I was an alcoholic. I couldn't believe it, and it pissed me off that my sister would dare to upset and hurt my daughter by saying something like that about me, something that wasn't true. I would never do anything like that to her children. Never anything I knew would upset them. Even if I thought it was accurate, I would tell her to her face. But then, after putting two and two together, what was happening was built upon the seeds of a sibling rivalry. There are many things that are completely irrelevant to this memoir. I will tell you this, that I always tried to be a loving, caring, protective, and supportive big brother to both of my little sisters. As my wonderful Aunt Eleanor used to say, there are three sides to every story. Side one... Side two, and the truth. New Year's Eve came, and it went. I spent it alone. Cooked, watched football, had a few drinks, smoked cigars, popped champagne at midnight, and watched the Honeymooners Marathon. Happy New Year.